Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey Dan, welcome to Compact Dicks, the show where we go through the dicks of other people that have sent them in that aren't famous. Was that really like nicely put together? Yes, yes. I could tell that you'd thought about that for, <laughs> for seconds. I was like, Dan, how did we get into this? And I was just like, I'm just going to go in two-footed here. And I really yeah. missed. <laughs> no, no, I, I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. Compact Dicks. That's right. I'm Dan. He's James, and this is this is uh, the spin-off to the main Desert Island Dicks. Mm. So this is exclusively listener-based contributions. You, the listener, tell us your dicks, the worst people and things you could be stuck on an island with, and uh, you know we just we just talk about them a little bit. Yeah, that's that's how it goes, isn't it? Dan, should we <laughs> um, should we kick off with some dicks? Yeah, let's kick right off with some dicks. Dan, I'm going to go first if you will allow me the honour. I'll go right ahead. Okay, so this one comes in from Georgia. Thanks, Georgia. It starts with my lovely Jason and Ben. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. Um, Oh, hang on. My lovely Jason. Oh, has she portmanteau deacon and then taken bedicks? Hang on. It says, my lovely Jason and Ben. Just kidding, Dan. But then does she think you're called Dan, but then I'm called Jason? (laughs) I mean, yeah. I only did nearly 100 episodes of this. I don't know. Anyway, but thank well. you, Georgia. Yeah. Um, with the awareness that we are all, to a certain extent, dicks, but some of us triumph shamelessly, being exemplary and irreversibly colossal dicks, here is my mm-hmm. chosen dick for this week. I'm about to unleash the wrath of many, but who fucking cares? Whoa. Here we right. go. It's Diego Armando Maradona. Oh, I mean, his. He's barely cold. I mean, yeah, talking about going in two-footed, eh? He was, hands down, one of the most creative and talented football players to ever have existed. Yet the personification of the concept of Panam El Serenses. What does that mean? No idea. I know. Oh, oh, sorry. The personification of Panam Et Serkenses. Panam Et Serkenses. What does that mean? It means bread and circuses in Latin, and ah. it's the idea that, um, you know, to keep a populace just contained and docile, all they need is bread and circuses. So literally, like, keep them fed, give them entertainment, and you won't have a riot on your hands. Interesting. Wow. Okay, I like that. Thanks for breaking James, it down for me. for a podcast host, your grasp of Latin is terrible. Can I just... I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say I'm sig- significantly less middle class than you. So I just, that's, that's true. I, I, I mean, your your grasp of Latin, on the other hand, is outstanding. Well, well I take this job seriously. So, you know, <laughs> okay. what can I say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, okay, now Georgia goes on to make some interesting claims about 
Diego Maradona that are quite... What's the word I'm looking for, Dan? Um... Uh, well, you can't slander the dead, but at the same time, mm. we haven't been able to verify all the claims because we don't do much research. So we're going to tread lightly around a couple of the things that she says he was. Yeah, so I think she goes on to say, he did some awful... Let's just, like, put an umbrella. He did some awful stuff and was linked to narco-traffic. Should we say that? Yeah. Um, and it was interesting that he was died on the International Day of the Elimination of Violence Against Women. That's what she Interesting. said. Interesting. I can imagine him being absolutely useless on the island, only doing keep-ups with the co- with coconuts, while all the others are foraging for food, shouting at others and giving the finger a Maradona classic, snorting sand out of desperation and making over and over again a fool out of himself between a heart failure and another. What a nightmare. Thank you very much, guys, for this equally fun and cathartic podcast. Almost a group therapy experience but free of charge georgia heart she did a little heart at the end oh well you're very welcome thank you georgia we censored ourselves there for uh safety but as dan says he can't slander the dead but um i get that although he was a um incredible football player you know some say the best of all time he wasn't without his faults (laughs) i just think i mean he's gonna be an absolute fucking nightmare to be on an island with like Mm. I mean, you know, you were, he's you're got on an island the, with someone that thinks they're a living god. Yeah, and has been treated mostly as a living god in for most of your life in your country. And then add in like sort of the kind of paranoia that you get with years of narcotic abuse and I mean, it's just going to be a really, really horrendous person to spend time with. And she alluded to aspects of his personal behavior towards others which uh if true and i know very little about him uh would also be a, a very big factor in him being a colossal fucking dick yes i think that's fair to say and we have trodden safely to the end of that one so thank you very much Georgia. <laughs> much appreciated and um although you know this man comes with very few faults but also some have claimed in the past that he is a living god dan i think it's time to listen to my dad um give his choices for <laughs> desert island dicks this week here he is my father jonathan mark deacon let's go <laughs> lovely hi james hi dan well great episode this week dan with the brilliant suze kempner very funny what we've uh, not knowing what's happening with the lockdown this christmas we could all do with cheering up so uh, here's a couple of classic dicks that might do the job and now my first choice is a former political advisor and comedian well personally i thought they were the same thing but uh, that is uh, aisha hazarika's episode taking us back to pat sharp's episode how he mentioned never having had a cup of tea unbelievable still a legend but unbelievable aisha's choice of drink was earl grey tea aisha is a lover of tea in general having a family in assam india working in the tea industry well funnily enough her uncle who works in the tea garden and said of all the blends of tea uh, yorkshire tea is the best so if anyone from yorkshire tea wants to sponsor us with a few boxes feel free aisha came out with one of my favorite lines and that is that Pierce Morgan is so far up Donald Trump's arse he is within touching distance of Nigel Farage's shoes and that did make me chuckle now uh, my next choice is comedian Matt 
Adlington's episode. This has got a tenuous link to uh, this week's theme of annoying chefs. Matt chose Paul Hollywood and went on to say how Hollywood nearly ran him over in his Bentley. And uh, then he goes on to mention that one of the first facts on Wikipedia is how Hollywood made the world's most expensive bread. Well, uh, that is well worth a listen. Brilliant. So uh, my choices for this week are former political advisor and comedian Aisha Hazarika's episode and the very funny Matt Adlington's episode. Hope you enjoy. Cheers. Bye. Aisha Hazarika, I that was a, a fat, such a good episode to record. She came with such rock solid choices, and that line that she came out with that he quotes, and um, that was uh, that's hilarious. So yeah. good. Yeah, it's so spot on, so good. Um, yeah, well, thank you for another sterling report there, John Deacon. Thank Lovely. You very, thank you very much, father of mine. Now, Dan, uh, at this juncture in the podcast, I like to remind the listeners that we they can get us on Twitter and Instagram. We do very little posting on there, something that I'll try and rectify in the new year. But uh, one thing you can do is get in touch with us at DixPod on Twitter and Instagram with your DMs should you wish to be part of the... And this one comes in from Chris. Chris says, done a bit of catching up recently and have really enjoyed the compact dicks. I'd like to put my old PE teacher on the island. When I was 12, he gave me 1,000 lines for saying, oh shit. The reason I said it was that I disclosed my thumb was in some discomfort. The bastard didn't believe I was left-handed and thought I only said I was to get out of writing lines. When I look back, it makes me angry at how much some teachers were just bullies. Agreed. A thousand lines. A thousand. That's that's insane. I've never heard anyone getting a thousand. Christ. PE teachers are just such a weird breed of person because it's like you don't care about fitness that much because, you know, you don't really... Like mm. it's not like you really take it that seriously. Like most of the time, you're just sort of walking around. I don't know they're just weird people. And at our school, the PE teachers also had to be a. They also had to teach a subject as well. Right. And it was always geography or maths for some reason. They yes, seemed to be yeah. like the ones that they could do. So you'd like have a really annoying bully as a PE teacher, and then if you're unlucky, he'd also be your maths teacher or something as well. Oh, that's that's fucking awful. Luckily, PE teachers aren't known for Latin. Otherwise, yeah. you would have had him three times round. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you deserve that. No, yeah. I, I, I yeah, mean it. Well, you know. I think probably in, in terms of PE teacher stories, uh, we've got to go back to Sam Delaney's episode for an incredible oh, PE teacher story. God, rock solid stuff, yeah. Um, so I really recommend t- checking that out if you're uh, looking for for a very uh, articulate description of a PE teacher being a total dick. Oh, he's, he, yeah, the way that he tells that story is incredible. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, Dan, have you got one? I do have one. This one's a beauty. Uh, This is from Becky. Well, her name is Rebecca, but on her email it says Becky. I don't know what to go for, but I've covered both bases there. 
She says, hello, Wrigglers. Hope all well. I don't know I why love we're that. called Wrigglers. It makes me feel I'll warm. <laughs> Firstly, apologies that my dick isn't a celebrity chef related, but you can be absolutely sure every single one of them is guilty of this heinous crime against Christmas. This is because last week I was suggesting that if anyone wanted to get in touch about celebrity chefs over Christmas, they're very welcome. Uh, but she goes on to say, it's trifle. For too long, my Christmases have been all but ruined by the ghost of trifle yet to come. Every bloody year, the question arises in our house, what sort of trifle should we do this year? And every year I say the same, absolutely none. It doesn't matter what twist you put on it, whether you jazz it up with mint or wood chip or prawns, it should exist nowhere but in a twee Victorian novel. Who even decided that the largest roast dinner of the year should be rounded off with the insipid, <laughs> dairy-heavy, textureless wobble bastard that is trifle? <laughs> <laughs> Only for it to induce you into a resentful and nauseous sugar coma for the rest of the day. <laughs> a resentful sugar coma. I love that. Even worse, on a desert island, it will be airline trifle, so any sniff mm. of alcohol would be replaced by some vile, booze-free sherry extract. The whole island would smell like a dairy farmer's socks in August, and every little bitey ant bastard would leap from the trees to converge upon it en masse. As well as the ants, the whole terrible thing would attract sand like a magnet, although that might at least give it some texture, and its single redeeming feature, a half a shriveled gap, Half a shriveled glacé cherry on top would only serve to create a King Arthur-type situation in which the strongest of the group would overpower the others to claim it, like plucking the sword from the stone. Oh. It, in the case of my island, that would mean Elon fucking Musk parading about the place like King Shit sucking a Morello. <laughs> <laughs> The only saving grace in this entire dairy vom fest is that as our teeth inevitably rot and fall out of our skulls, at least we can still suck the vile goop up through our rapidly shriveling gums. Yeah, trifles a dick. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh my That's god. So good. That is really, really good. Oh man. You this... guys, honestly, our listeners, you outdo yourself every time. That yeah. is solid stuff. There's so many sound bites in there. I mean, that's just uh, wonderful. That, isn't it? Yeah. If I could be bothered to make an audiogram, I'd do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pull my finger out of my arse. Hey, Dan, but yeah. let's not make it about me. Let's make it about the listeners. So, Becky was talking about Christmas there. Obviously, it's Christmas next Friday. And I think we deliberated over this. And I don't think we actually spoke about it, but I may have made the decision for us. Um, <laughs> let's put an episode out on Christmas Day. Sure. I mean, we've got nothing else to be doing that day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, okay. Hypothetical. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Situation. I'm joking. No, let's right. put it out. I'm. Okay. I'm into it. My, I'm into it. So my son this morning woke up at the horrifically early time of four thirty in the morning. Oof. Right. That is like, like sledgehammer to the face kind of stuff. Yeah. That was horrible. Like children's TV hasn't started yet. I'm pulling out YouTube videos out of nowhere at low volume because I can shut my eyes. This is the kind of stuff that's going on. When they yeah. know it's Christmas Day the next day, God forbid what may happen. So all yeah. I'm saying is you or I, whoever else, might be up super early and you might mm. need to find that 15 minutes away from your family just you're up with your kids stick those headphones on and ignore them for 15 minutes and listen to us yeah. moan about christmas 
your reasoning is very sound and I commend you for it. This is this is good thinking. Yeah, okay. let's do it. So uh, what I'm looking for from our listeners this week is your Christmas sticks. You know, we all love Christmas, but as Becky uh, gave a, a, the perfect example there, it, it doesn't come without its faults, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we're all sort of, you know, we're all put in groups of, of people, you know, who maybe you don't spend as much time with as normal and, and there's sort of traditions that everyone's kind of has to do because it's tradition, but you don't necessarily like it, you know, like the trifle in her case or like turkey or Brussels sprouts. You know, there's lots of things like that. So, you know, throughout our lives, everyone knows that it's like, you know, you get you get a present as a child or you get a present for a child and it's always like, oh, fuck, we didn't get batteries and it's that sort of pain in the ass oh, thing about yeah, Christmas. Oh, my God, yeah. But I think in recent years, or at least since I've become a parent and realised this, there's like a new level to this, which is that because of some health and safety directive somewhere, now all battery flaps have to be screwed down. Have you noticed that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I'd like to put in the group or the body responsible for health and safety that decided that all battery panels must now be screwed down to prevent kids eating batteries. Because, like, I don't know how many kids are eating batteries, but I never <laughs> met anyone who did, right? <laughs> Me either. And now it's like it's not only do you have to find the batteries, you have to find the correct tiny screwdriver yes. to un to open the fucking thing and then also with loads of these things because it's like really cheaply made crap mm. like the the thread on the bat on the screw often like oh. you know when it sort yeah. of twists off yeah. and then you can't even get the, the battery little, panel and then you've off just got this little flapping thing oh or you can't get yeah. it off yeah yeah totally yeah because like you turn the screwdriver and it just like twists the screw yeah. so that the, the head bit oh, is just I've, mangled i've duct taped many a battery flap back on totally yeah yeah, yeah. i um oh Sorry, this is so. I'm just interrupting because this is a really good tip, right? My sister-in-law told oh, yeah. me. This is going to really save a lot of parents out there. You know, like most kids' toys, a lot of them have like uh, a volume setting where they have like normal and louder, mm. but even the normal is too loud. Yeah. And obviously, your kid wants it on the loudest, but it's already too loud. Bit of sellotape over the speaker knocks it down by half. Oh, Dan, this is this is going to revolutionise my Christmas. The kids don't notice because it's still making a noise, but you've like it will save your fucking life over Christmas. Dan, I, you've, I think you've you've saved my Christmas. Christmas so morning. Imagine four thirty in the morning. I'm hearing Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, and then I can just mm-hmm. stick some duct tape over that shit and half it. Bam! You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, and I can't wait to hear them. So go to dickspod.com/contact, and you, there's a contact form on there, and you could send it. That comes straight through to us, and we'll compile and get in as many as we can in 20 minutes um, for Chris, 15, 20 minutes for Christmas morning. Or you can get in touch with us, Dickspod, on uh, Instagram or Twitter. And so I guess there's only one thing left to say, Dan, and that's bye. <laughs> <laughs> Are we, are, I know we always do this. I was going to say... Oh, no, we can say Merry Christmas the next one, can't we? So we'll do that. Okay, so fuck it. Okay, bye. Bye.